Welcome back, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am your co-host, Nate, here with your co-host, Jimbo. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. And uh, while we did promise top 30 prospect lists, and uh, let me tell you, I did a lot of research into these top 30 prospect lists. (laughs) We are once again changing gears because the MLB dropped a bomb on us today. And I think we have to talk about it. And that is rule changes for the 2023 season. If you did not see this, there are some major rule changes that will affect your favorite players. So let's go through them. Numero uno is a pitch clock. So the pitch clock has really helped minor league baseball speed up. I've been to a couple minor league games this year and they've gone very quickly. We're talking two and a half hours essentially for a game. Um, that is going to be huge for MLB next year, speeding up the games and making sure that, you know, people can like go to a game and not worry about having to spend three, three and a half, (coughs) three and a half hours there. Um, so pitch clock is number one, Jimbo, if you have any thoughts, I'm going to go through all of them. And then if you have any thoughts on the pitch clock, we'll go one by one, but I don't really have any thoughts. Number two is the shift is now banned. So you have to have two infielders on each side of second base. And they also all have to be on the infield dirt. I had seen some rumors that people were like, well, what stops them from pushing the shortstop out to left field and moving the left fielder over to shallow right? Well, all four infielders have to have their feet on the dirt, and there has to be two on each side of the thing. So, yeah, essentially you could bring a left fielder over to shallow right and just not have a left fielder, but that would be pretty stupid. They would just bloop it the other way and call it a day. Um, uh, pickoffs are limited. I believe it is two pickoffs. Do not quote me on that. I saw a funny tweet earlier about that, but I don't know if that's actually accurate. I have not looked it up myself. But apparently, apparently pickoffs will now be limited. Um, we will see what happens there. Uh, that, along with bases being bigger, the bases are going from 15 inches to <clears throat> 18 inches. Um, should lead to guys like Garrett Mitchell, who grounds the ball a lot, but has it grounds out a lot, but has a ton of speed. All of a sudden, Garrett Mitchell's very interesting next year because one, they can't they can't play a shift on him, and two, bigger bases mean he will occasionally run out a uh, ground ball quicker. You know that extra three inches, the difference between a bang bang play and also. Stolen bases, if he can get two pickoff attempts and they can't try to pick him off again. And extra large bases, um, guys with elite speed are going to feast. We're talking 40 steel guys that used to maybe be like 25. Dude, this is crazy. I didn't so I I didn't I didn't see the pickoff rule. I saw the other ones that you stated, but I wow, that is probably I mean, the shifts is, is a huge deal, but the pickoff thing is – that's crazy. That's – that's. I don't know if I agree with that one, but that's that's a huge – speed is going to change the game. Yes, it is. And you know why they're doing it. They want they don't want games slowed down by nine pickoff attempts in a row. Makes but, how sense. Often, but how often is that actually – I know, I know, I know. But also, they want more offense. Yeah. How do you get more offense? Juice get the guys, get guys getting to second. Get guys getting to third. Get them hit in. Get them sack flied in. 
Um, they're messing with the rules. I don't know how I like it, but I will say <clears throat> there are certain guys that really kind of get hammered with um, the shift specifically where, like, I don't love it. It helps the Brewers get outs, but it also makes their highest played player uh, less valuable because you can shift on Yelich. Yeah. And so yeah. if it helps your highest paid player become more valuable, it's like, all right, I'm some kind players, of into it. Some players are going to have a huge impact. Like are you first, first person that comes to mind, Jordan Alvarez already dominates with the shift. That dude might hit like 350. Yeah. Uh, I saw, I saw guys that have hit, into an inordinate amount of outs into the shift on like line drives. Um, Corey Seager this year was at like 90 something. And the next closest was maybe Max Kepler at like 60 something. But there are two guys that are going to be a huge boon, especially Max Kepler. You know, he broke out a couple years ago and then the shift has kind of killed him. Yeah. Um, the twins are going to have a <coughs> twins are going to have a good one. Um, guys like Joey Gallo. But it's yeah. especially, I think, going to be the guys that are pretty quick. Yeah. Where you, you you know, the Yelich is like Jordan, not overly quick. I do expect it to help him because he won't, he'll get hits through. But especially those balls that the second baseman can still get to, but won't be able to get up and throw them out quick enough uh, because of, because there's, you know, no shift. So they're not playing, they're not shaded up the middle or this way or that way, if yeah. that makes sense. That's true. Dude, each real, this would have, each real would have been even. Oh my gosh, he would have been even more of a hit machine with this. Yeah. So it's 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 one of those things that is exciting. Um, if you are prospecting on on MLBers, you know, it's like, all right, no shift. Do I buy into lefties that have struggled lately? Do I buy into Christian Yelich, even though I mean he had a four hundred ninety nine foot home run and say what you will about did you see that the other day? Yeah. Say what you will about Coors. And I get it. It was at Coors, but it was also the longest home run a left-hander has ever hit there in the history of Coors. So, like, there is the Coors effect, but there's also nobody else has ever done that. Yeah. And so it's like, if the dude can hit a ball 499 feet, Coors or not, there is something in there with Christian Yelich. You, and he still has speed. He still steals bases. You increase the base, you limit the shift. All of a sudden, he's hitting closer to 280, 290, maybe. He's getting on base. He's stealing more bases. <coughs> he, his confidence gets back up. Maybe he hits a couple more home runs. Well, now you buy some cheap Christian Yelich. I mean, there is there is potential that those long-forgotten guys become uber-valuable again. Yeah, it's interesting. Um this is interesting. Yeah. I think it also helps a lot of these young guys. Like even like, uh, like some of these guys, there's just so, there's so much information these days where, you know, a guy could get called up and they're already playing a shift on them because they, you know, they have film on them down in the minors. And that just, to me is just like, that's, that's a new thing. Like the last 10, 15, 20 years, it's getting, it's evolving more and more where I just think it also too, it helps the young guys get into a flow maybe and not get in that rut, like a, like a, Kalenic rut, you know, mm -hmm. he got called up, gets in his head, whatever. Um, I don't know if he hits in the shift a lot or whatever, but just that as an example. 
Um, but it is interesting. I wish they would just juice the baseballs again, honestly. That was, that was some crazy times and some crazy stats. Talk about runs. Yeah, 2019 was insane when the Twins had like 300 home runs in a year and like Mitch Garver was a, was the best catcher <laughs> in baseball and now he hasn't been the same since. And yeah. honestly, I do prefer this to juicing the baseball. Yeah. I think. Either like, way, one or the other, I like. Yeah. I mean – this is this is closer to like '90s, 2000s baseball where they didn't have shifts. Like, uh, part of me is like, "Oh, they banned the shift. That's going to mess with numbers." I'm like, "Wait a second. The shift didn't come around until like 2008, anyways." Yeah. So it's like a generation of players maybe lost some stats because of it, um, or became better hitters because of it and used all fields. Yeah, I just honestly, I hate the fact that you can only do two pickoff attempts but my question is do you think teams will bait two pickoffs on a fast guy and then pitch out and bait him that could be an old and interesting play right there Pro- probably but also like if you are if you are the the offense you take that because you take a free ball to the uh to the hitter right yeah i mean you're also taking the risk of not stealing or you know vice versa yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's going to create a whole new strategy because I can already think like spring training on uh, all the coaches in a room, like think like arguing about it. That's my favorite thing is like seeing that because I got to see that live. Mm-hmm. And now like in my head, it's like, oh, I wonder what I wonder what the, the managers and the, and the players are saying. Yeah, that will be that's a part I did not think about. Thought about the base stealing, thought about the legging out grounders. Didn't think about the defensive side of how to <coughs> of how to fix that or challenge that. Yeah. But uh outside of the shift, you know, the other ones, the pitch clock, you know, n- it'll be nice to have shorter games. Not much else to be said about that. Um, I mean, I think we've all been there where we're at a three hour game and there's other things we could be doing, and it's just like I could use this to go two and a half hours, you know, no Dude. big deal. We used, to pray, um, we used to pray for two and a half hour games. Yeah. Especially but getaway. The the bases being bigger. You know, I thought about that from an offensive standpoint. You know, you get to be a little bit closer to second when you start by an inch. <laughs> you get to be a, a little bit closer from home to first. But also, that first baseman has just that little extra... You know all those times where the ball just barely he barely misses the ball uh, on his stretch? You get that little extra. Could lead to a couple more outs. I think the bigger base, I, and I haven't fully looked into this, but I'm pretty sure they did that for the safety of like when they're sliding in to get more room for the base runner not only to slide in, but also the defensive player to just have more room so there's less collision. Yeah, and maybe, maybe for hands. Yeah. You know, sliding in with your hands and somebody's trying to block the bag and all of a sudden they their foot is the size of the bag and you have nowhere to go. And there. <laughs> you smash on. your fingers in and break them. Yeah. yeah, that's no good. But I love honestly I love the 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 play clock cuz at first I was like when I first heard about it I wasn't the biggest fan but then I went remember how I told you about I went down to the uh the Jumbo Bananas? Nah. No, no there's a 2 hour games and there is a cutoff. But the the jumbo scrimps down in Jacks, they uh, went. I went to two games in a row, and it was like we were done in two and a half hours. I'm like, what in the world? This is the craziest. I'm like, 
three percent of the games like you know when i was working probably ended in two and a half hours and we would be dancing because of it but they had the playoff clock going and i'm like man i absolutely love this if it was an adjustment because i was thinking i was going to be there for three hours but uh if you can do it in two and a half i think that's better for the sport as a whole yeah i mean there's no need there's no need ryan Braun used to do this <clears throat> he'd step out every single pitch He'd adjust his batting gloves despite having not taken a swing. He'd step back in there. He'd hold up his hand. He'd tap the other side of the plate. He'd swing his bat around a couple times, and then he'd be ready. And it's like that whole process, 20 seconds. And then by the time he's done that, then the pitcher's like, all right, taking his sign, winding up, going, congratulations, you've wasted 40 seconds of a minute to throw one pitch. Yeah. No need. And I don't think – I think – and the reason why players would do that, you know, like the routine is because there would be that dead time in between because the pitcher is the one that usually takes a mm-hmm. while. So like people out there thinking like, Oh, but I like that part. Maybe, you know, it's not as good for the hitter, but really I'm sure they'll like it more because then it's less downtime. Go. You don't have yeah. to think. Exactly. Thinking is the, uh, is the, well, I mean, you have to, th- you, you have to guess, right? There's a lot of guesswork that goes into what's being thrown because you see guys that, have a 95 mile per hour fastball right down the middle and they don't swing because they're expecting off speed. And then you get those times where they guess correctly and it's <clears throat> ready to go. Cause you don't have that much time to react. But I also think that thinking is the worst thing you can do in a batter's box. Yeah. Unless you're Miggy, man, he, he can break it down. And some of those guys though, when they do think they're just so smart that they they're just on top of everything. Well, yeah. And those are the, the best of the best. You yeah, know, I need right. my I need my Luis Urias's and stuff to not think as much and <laughs> win. Yeah, you're right. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. Just just interesting interesting things that are happening for baseball next year. And until we see what actually, I mean, the game time thing is the game time thing. That'll be nice no matter what. But until we see what actually happens, specifically the lefty hitters that hit into the shift a lot, uh, we won't really know. But I do. I do have high hopes for lefties that ground out a lot mm-hmm. um, and hit into the shift a lot. Max Kepler, Corey Sager, Christian Yelich, so on and so forth. And I have high hopes for speed guys that make contact. Speed guys that make contact that won't hit into the shift now. And also speed guys that make contact that can beat out more grounders. Um, Even if it's just, you know, a couple more times on base in a season. Say say they're able to beat out six or seven more ground balls in a season. Um, and then be able to steal. At least have a chance to steal six or seven more bases and be in scoring position six or seven more times throughout a season. That's still valuable. That could still win you a game at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this is going to be a huge impact on, those, on anyone with above average speed. Like... I don't know. I forget if Corbin Carroll's a lefty or righty, but that dude is fast. That dude, like with the if he is, I forget if he swings lefty or not. I think he does. But if he does, that dude is going to be an on base machine with that speed. But just thinking about players like that, they're mm-hmm. definitely going to have a nice benefit. <coughs> Even like oh, the fringe guys, like not the not the burners, but like just anything above average. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna help everyone. I mean, guys that guys that used to steal ten bases a, a year might be able to steal twenty. You get those guys 
10 more chances in scoring position for your team throughout a year, you multiply that by, say, five guys, you have 50 more opportunities to score to score a guy in a year. Um, and that's just your average speed guys, your fast guys, your guys that already steal 20, 30 bags a year. I mean, every time they get on base, they might be they might be on second. And yeah. that is what the MLB wants. They want the ability to create more runs because I don't think they wanted a ton of home runs. after Because 2019 kind of deadened the joy of home run, you know? Whereas, like, yeah. everyone's hitting it. Does it make it special? No, it's not that special anymore. It's not that exciting. You kind of expect it. Yeah. Now, if they go to, all right, well, let's get bigger bases, no pickoffs, <clears throat> and no shifts, more guys will get on base. We'll be able to manufacture more runs without cheapening the home run. And uh, I think that will end up being a better product, a more exciting product, and a product that kind of gets people uh, amped up for it. Because uh, action on the bases is exciting um, to an extent. A home run is exciting, but once it's over the wall, it's kind of just, all right, he's trotting around the bases. Who cares? But you get guys on base, anything can happen. The more guys you can get on, the more guys you can get stealing bases and get keep people entertained outside of the home runs. It's a, it's a, it's a win. I believe for baseball. Yeah. Well, how about this? Now that I'm thinking, I'm thinking more about it. Uh, do you, I could see teams and what's your thoughts on this? If teams switch to more of a defensive lineup, like, you know, like how there's, you know, there's some shortstops or like, I, I think of like a Johnny Peralta, no range, you know, high fielding percentage. If it was hit right at him, but no range, but he had a good yeah, bat. He probably doesn't have a job. Well, like instead of short, hey, you have to. There's zero chance you're playing short. You're you have to play third, maybe second. But oh. how do you think teams adjust to that? And do you think that's going to be a bigger factor, like finding more of the defensive guys at short, kind of like the traditional? <clears throat> I do. I I hadn't thought about that, but I do think that that will probably be the case. You're not before you were able to hide. Like the Brewers have been able to hide somewhat poor defenders in years past in their infield with the ability to move defenders around, position them correctly, which you still can, but also shift. Mm -hmm. um, shifts were a huge part of being able to make sure that you could have somewhat poorer defenders in the infield and it wouldn't matter. Without the shift and with having to have guys on <coughs> each side of second, you can't even have a guy above second base anymore like they used to where a guy would like hit it, you know, um, like, oh, he hits up the middle a lot. Well, we're going to have a guy like a foot off a of second base. Like, I don't even think that's a possibility. Which I um, like. I hate nothing. Yeah, that drives me. Nothing worse than hitting the ball right back up the middle and not getting a hit for it. I agree. Like, so so I do think I do think that teams might go back to a traditionally really good shortstop. But if you can hit, you know, you're still going to find your way in a lineup. Um, but you got to be a, you got to be a pretty stinking good hitter. Is Johnny Peralta a good enough hitter? to force his way into a lineup at second or third, you know, Not sure, dude. he, he wasn't even good with the shift. Uh, but not, I don't want this to be a Johnny Peralta debate. My question to you. Okay. I got a question for you. Yes. If there's one shortstop with the new rules, knowing all this, who is, who, who's the one shortstop you would take for one season? Like not, not a dynasty, not a franchise. Like who would you be like that? That is my number one shortstop. Given everything, uh, uh, well, <coughs> I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be Corey Seager. It's athletic enough to play short, 
not the best, but can still play there. Um, but you could move him off if you needed to. But the amount of outs he's hit into while still having a pretty productive year, you take away those outs, all of a sudden you have an you have an absolute star that's worth every penny. Yeah. Um, and so like like there's other guys obviously, but those other guys haven't hidden to ninety plus outs into the shift. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Because the first person that came to mind was Trey Turner, just because of the speed. You know, he's already doing well. He's a righty, I believe. So that's not a huge effect. But just more of like, you're not sacrificing anything on the defensive side. And you're getting a plus. But no, I like Corey. I like, I've I've always been a fan of Corey Seager, personally. Like, I would have, when they, (laughs) Carlos Correa or Corey Seager, when, you know, that debate, you know, who, who would get the more money or who would you rather have shortstop wise? I always kind of, I always lean toward the Seager, probably a little bias. Yeah. Due to, and Seager uh, was more, more injury prone, you know, which was the, the concern there. And for me, you know, it's, you asked, you asked because of these new rules, like, yeah, Trey Turner is a great choice because of the, the bases and stuff. But like knowing what we know about Corey Seager and how many outs he's hit into. Yeah. I like, like the increase in productivity between a slightly bigger base for a Trey Turner or, yeah, you know, no, no yeah. So it's it's one I of those agree. things. But I I really do I really do think that Trey Turner could become like a 60, 70 stolen base guy now, dude. Because he's I'm pretty sure he's a free agent after this year. He is. I I, I can't. I will look that up. Yeah, look look that up. The uh, but uh, but yeah. Funny thing about Trey Turner, the when I was with South Bend, we were playing Fort Wayne, Indiana double or single a team for the Padres and he was there and he was running all over us. I'm like, who is this kid? And he was a, he got drafted, I believe in 14, but he was traded over for Will Myers to be a player to be named later. He was on the list, but they couldn't trade him because he just got drafted and they had mm-hmm. to wait the duration and do that. I remember watching him. I'm like, I don't know who this kid is, but this dude is fast. Imagine, imagine being a team that had Bryce Harper and Trey Turner and oh, Anthony man. Rendon and Max Scherzer, and Juan Soto, and Jordan Zimmerman, and Jordan Zimmerman. <laughs> Shout out Stevens Stevens Point, Wisconsin, um, and has none of them. Yeah, that's Woof. right. Uh, Trey Turner is a free agent next year. That is interesting. <clears throat> I oh I can't imagine with Dude. with them letting Corey Seager go. I cannot imagine they let Trey Turner go. Well, yeah. But dude, he would be the perfect fit fit for the Tigers with the big field, you know, doubles alley. He would hit so many triples there. You know what would happen if he signed with the Tigers? Don't don't even don't even. I don't even want to hear. You know it. what would happen is somehow he'd manage to get injured seventy games in the year for the next five years. He'd be playing in the cold. Yeah. So, um, that's all I have though, Jimbo, yeah. on the new rules. I'm I'm excited for him. While I don't love that the. Uh, Shift has been banned because I do think it helps intelligent teams, creative teams. Now that all teams are intelligent, it's a little bit less of a of a blow to the Brewers. And so, I don't know. I I, I don't love it. I I don't love too much meddling. And yet, also, even I can I can say that like offense was pretty brutal this year, and there needs to be something done to make it more exciting for younger fans or for older fans. And to, you make it shorter, you make it more exciting, and I think that should be a boost to baseball because there's so many people I know that are just like, 
baseball, I maybe I'll go to a game every once in a while. And if they go to the game, they don't actually watch. They're just talking and drinking and eating and stuff. And they're not actually watching the game. And it, 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 it needed something. And I still don't like Rob Madfred, but I suppose this is at least a worthy <laughs> shot in the right direction of uh, making baseball a little bit more palatable for people that need to be yeah, like uh, entertained constantly. I just don't think it has a negative effect against the, the, the art of the game. And that's the biggest thing that I worry about the most. And I, I'm, I don't think any of these rule changes besides the pickoff thing, uh, cause I don't think that's even like, what are you, how much time are you really saving with that? But anyways, uh, but I it like it like, happens like once a game where a guy throws a pickoff like three times in a row. Like, yeah, that's just ridiculous. But you know what it is. You throw your pickoff. 40 seconds, you throw your pick off 40 seconds, you throw your pick off another 40 seconds goes by before you throw your pitch and if you can eliminate that even a couple times a game on both sides you know, you save yourself maybe two minutes, probably worth it. <laughs> yeah, but I think what they're doing is they're they're countering with the, the play clock so people don't just throw over there and then you reset your clock Mm-hmm. I think they're countering that with that, which makes sense. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, because you could just be like, ah, no, nah, I'm not ready. Toss over. <laughs> yeah. Jose Valverde would have done that every single pitch. If I already, I already, I know him. He would have death. He would have been so annoying with it. Yep. <coughs> All right. Well, I think that is uh, that is about a wrap for today. Big rule changes coming to baseball. Um, will be fun to follow along and see what it does. I have high hopes. For lefties, um, especially Christian Yelich, like as a Brewers fan, <clears throat> I'm super biased. What? Wait, you're a Brewers fan? No, actually, I hate them. Currently, well, I did hate <laughs> them for about a couple days, and then they swept the Giants in a doubleheader, and they regave me a little bit of hope. But I know what's going to happen tonight. They're going to lose, and they're going to take my. They're going to like get walked off. I mean, they were up six-one in the eighth inning. Brandon Woodruff, ninety-one pitches. He gets pulled from the game. They put in Luis Perdomo. Luis Perdomo proceeds to give up four of the runs back, and then the next guy gives up a solo home run. They retie it up. We go ahead in the 10th, 7-6, and then they walk it off in the 10th with a three-on home run, 10-7, against the Rockies. And it's just like, that destroyed me. And then to follow that up with a winning both games of a doubleheader against the Giants is like, stop it. Just put me out of my misery. Or win like twenty games in a row, one or the other. Come on! I hope they make it, dude. I'm rooting for you. I I would love if we beat the Padres because <clears throat> you chip Josh Hader to him. I feel really bad for Josh Hader. Like I want him to pitch well. That stinks yeah. because if he doesn't start yes. pitching well, he's losing. He's they're probably not going to resign him to what he's worth next year. And that means arbitration. He has a full year, fourth <clears throat> contract year. Yeah, but it's going to be. It was supposed to be worth like fifteen to seventeen million in arbitration. True. Does a team sign a guy like Josh Hader that struggled that last half of a year for fifteen to seventeen million? When you're the Padres, yeah, you have to. <laughs> you I have to at this point. I mean, I don't know. I guess you have to to save face, but yeah, <laughs> if it doesn't work, then you lose fifteen to seventeen million and the prospects. That's a tough. That's a tough sign. Yeah, but as a, anyways, as a Brewers fan. I am obviously biased in hoping that our highest paid player can become at least 80% of his former self. 
And so I am for the shift. Let's go, dude. Let's go. Dude, you know what we need? We need like a little intro music, like like something really cool. Cause I was just thinking that when we join, you know, I know your cough, like the cough is kind of cool. Like the welcome to Dane cough, but like <laughs> an actual musical, like I think, I think we might, uh, if there's any musical, musically talented people listening, shoot us over some, uh, uh oh. Our uh, our jingle's going on right now with the cough. <laughs> He's on mute. But uh, Nate's coughing, so I just want to bring up Josh Jun is ofis- officially debuting today. I have been excited. Today's Friday, by the way. So also take a look at any prospects you like that are on that fringe to be called up. They might be getting called up. And thank you. For- Unless, Nate, you have anything else? Um. Yeah, that was funny. That's what I got. <laughs> That was funny, but uh, carry us out, Jimbo. I'll carry us out. You, everyone, have a great weekend and be safe and watch some baseball. And we'll see you. We'll see you. We'll maybe do two episodes next week to do some top 30 breakdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Cool. I like it. All right. All right. See you guys. See you.